0: Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 83. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we are excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed and award winning children's book authors. Caroline, and Catherine Brickley.
1: Hi. Caroline, hi, <laughs> how are you
0: doing?
2: Hi, thank you for having us. And, well.
0: <laughs> and And so you just have you just have uh, launched uh, as of this, you know, as of this recording on, on on June 15th, you are basically halfway through your goal on your your latest Kickstarter, which is a friendly bookshelf, correct?
2: Yeah, we actually just hit um seventy six percent today. Okay. So in just a week, we're pretty close to getting there, which is really exciting.
0: Wow! You know, and this I gotta tell you, this hour is gonna fly by because not only we're we gonna talk about a bit about your about the, the friendly bookshelf and the different tiers that you have on there the on on the Kickstarter, but also you know just want to talk about a bit also because we do have a lot of uh, uh, other you know children's book authors and and people that are interested in writing books on you know how to get started and and you have such a you know you know going to your blossomchildrensmedia.com website you have so much so much resources for for parents for teachers um, you also have you know, a YouTube channel with you with with songs and all this kind of stuff. So you you've really created uh, quite a substantial brand, and and some of that is based initially off of your your Blossom Shop, your first children's book, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Well, um, uh, we're we're glad you took um uh, the time to take a look into it. We we started Blossom Children's Media Group, which is the publisher of both um, books to really create immersive experiences for children and families. So we publish picture books and then take them off the page through a lot of different um, media-based experiences as well as community-centered experiences so children and families together can really dive into these worlds, interact with the characters we write about. Um, and, And it's the same, we did that with The Blossom Shop and now we're doing that with The Friendly Bookshelf, which we're very excited about.
0: So how did the two of you so could, uh walk us back a bit on what made you cuz this was back in I think it was like 2017 was that when you first published the uh, Blossom Shop
1: Mhm yeah
0: And so what was what, what was the impetus of of deciding to to write the book and uh, and and then tell us you know how that process went
2: Yeah so we always were drawn to storytelling it was something Um, So we grew up in um, a single parent household. So our mom always, you know, when she came home from work, she something that we always saw as really cherished time to us was when she came home from work and she used that time to bond with us through stories. And so during bedtime, no matter how tired she was, we would always insist mom make up a story of your own and she would do that and she would make up these stories and usually they involved Carolyn and me somehow which made them even better because we were the stars and through those (laughs) little stories we were always like hmm what if we did them of our own so we grew up creating our own stories and then um Carolyn can speak to this a little bit but we actually launched our first um children's uh children's media company in high school in our junior year and that was um you know, performing as other people's characters, movie and TV characters. And I don't know if you want to go from there, but that's kind of what inspired us to start Blossom.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. We were performing, so our most popular characters were the Disney princesses. And (laughs) so every weekend we would load up um, our mom's car with all these, I don't know, all these, well, the costumes, the, princess themed things. Um, and we would go perform as uh, these characters at children's events. And we were really amazed at how children interacted with these characters that they, when they saw them, they, I remember the first time we did, this girl ran up to me, I was sleeping beauty and she gave me a big hug and kiss and she was so, so mesmerized and I had never met her before but she had met me Sleeping Beauty, through movies and books and well and so we wanted to create characters of our own and really put more of the focus on books and give children the opportunity to interact with the characters they've read about in books to get them excited about reading. Again, uh, during a time when children are increasingly drawn towards technology, um, which is not to say technology is not good, but children need an array of of experiences on and off screen. And that was really the impetus impetus for Blossom Children's Media
0: Group. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and so because we through that and let me just pull it up too is that through blossoms children media as we say that you have uh you, you got you got your two surge stories you got blossom the blossom shop and the friendly bookshelf plenty of content as i said the resources piece and I, i'd be very curious to talk to you a bit about how that worked so but s- so what was so when you decided to write say uh the blossom shop for instance how did you how did that work so basically you all you both decided uh, where did the idea come from i guess
2: yeah so it's hard to exactly pinpoint where the idea came from um all i remember we did um, go to the same college we were roommates and so we were naturally after we closed our princess party business and we went to school we were like well, now we want to start another and it happened to be with we creating our own story so in our dorm room we started brainstorming ideas and we came up with this one which is kind of loosely based on our own childhood a lot of people look at the cover and they're like is that you guys and they're like, no that's poppy and posy but <laughs> it kind of and so um in a more magical way and um the pieces to how we produced it it was actually um so it was also during our junior year of college when this was published and we did it through um an entrepreneurship class at our school binghamton university and so we worked with a team to um start out from the concept and really build a business and also pitch it to investors which we were able to compete for um some investor capital and we actually um, we're awarded first place, so that kind of catapulted us to be able to publish the book at the end of or at mid twenty
0: seventeen. Wow! And so as you, see, you have, it came as you said, it came with like you know music and videos, some printables, some educational pieces. I mean, it can go on and on. At what point did the two of you say this is a lot? I mean, like because you could still do more and more. So where did you decide to say uh, that? Is there an I guess one of my what's my question here what more what what did what are some of the things you did as 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 writers and creators of this as we call like the ip this intellectual property when did you decide to say were are there things on here that you just couldn't fit in because it was just um just there was it was because uh, you, you had a lot already here was there anything that you still want to put into it that you just didn't have time to or
1: Yeah, we have lots that we still want to create with the Blossom Shop, Um, and and Catherine, I I know you um, like to talk about this as well, but I'll just start off with saying um, we have hopes of creating um, a library and school programming, which schools can use and implement. We hope um, we have to pitch the show, at, uh, to pitch the book as a, an animated children's TV show. Oh, we we cool. have prototypes for dolls, which we hope to create for Pop and Posey, but not ha- have not yet. And there, I we really um, what what we've created so far um, has really been just Catherine and I as entrepreneurs. And I'm sure, Barney, you can. Speak to this as well. You you are often required to do everything yourself. <laughs> you find someone else to do it. <laughs> so we've done a lot of stuff on our own, and we hope to, as we grow, we'll be able to provide um, more. The Blossom Shop and Start content
0: because you also have on here too. One of the, one of the points that you bring up is that you want to tell um stories about. To kind of like inclusive, compassionate leadership for for children, was this so? W- was this as uh, the types of stories that you wanted to tell, or was this types of stories you saw that weren't being told?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. It's actually something we really wanted to tell, and um, Carolyn, you can ex- expand upon this if you want, but we. Growing up, um, we actually, you know, encountered a a pretty large bullying experience in high school, and so um, that was also what kind of inspired us to start our party business in high school. Was we were looking for a place that we, you know, would be welcome and we could be ourselves. And so when we started this business, we really wanted to create an environment through books where the stories really inspire kids to find the confidence to share their own. So. With the Blossom Shop, we've created an international campaign where kids can send in um, little uh, paragraphs about how their unique qualities are helping them make the world a better place. And then now with the Friendly Bookshelf, um, we're doing an Everyone Has a Story campaign where kids, just like the main character, are um, coming together online to share their own unique stories and celebrate those of others.
0: So yeah let's let's start let's transition a little bit over into the friendly bookshelf. What was the so there, there there's a space of a couple of years in between the blossom shop and the friendly bookshelf. Was this was there like an aha moment where you you said hey the blossom shop has a great message uh we're missing something was there was there some a very deliberate point or was this Another spark of inspiration, where the idea of, as you talk about in your in the in the Kickstarter, uh, in the Kickstarter video of of the friendly bookshelf, where you know a bookshelf wants to be wants a story about uh, about them as well. So, talk to us a bit about how how the friendly bookshelf story was created. I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I think from a lot of different things. Um, I I remember we, I think it's really, so over a year and a half now, we started developing the concept of the Friendly Bookshelf. But the idea we had, um, the idea that originated was long before that. We kind of wanted to write a book that was about stories. So we were thinking about our company and how our company brings stories. Off the page for children, and naturally, somehow we thought of a magical bookshelf, <laughs> and um, and we imagined this bookshelf as a character, and um, and and that's the character Biblia, <laughs> who is also behind Catherine, and the story began with. It's pretty interesting. It was originally about a magical bookshelf named Bibli, um, that has never changed, who helped children find their stories. Um, so, with, through magic, and but we couldn't get over the fact that this little bookshelf who lives in a library corner, all by himself, really didn't have a story of his own. He was just helping others tell other their stories and. For Catherine and I, that felt like a very relatable thing. And also, since Catherine and I have worked with children for a very long time, we know that children can feel that way, that they're not they're not seeing themselves in media, or that they don't have an important story to share. And so we thought that Bibley um, and his story could really be something important for children today. And that that's that's really what inspired us to write this story, and Catherine, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, that that's
2: a really good summary of kind of what inspired us to do that, and how the story really developed over the past year and a half, but um, we were actually surprised that the idea of a living bookshelf wasn't taken, and, and I think, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and so we definitely were like, let's jump on that, but the cool thing is even though the book hasn't been published um, through its promotion and social media, we've already been receiving messages from parents, um, from kids that have you know, heard about the story so far or have participated in the Friendly Bookshelves Everyone Has a Story campaign, which I spoke a little about a little bit about earlier, is that already Bibli and his story are helping kids feel assured that they matter and they can find their story to and share it with others and fe- and be celebrated for it rather than alone in the library corner like bibly did at the beginning.
0: Wow. Okay. So let's chat about uh the let's let, let's chat about the the Kickstarter. Thanks. And so this is exciting cuz uh, what what and I tell you somebody that does that that you know follows kickstarters and and, and likes doing them as well is that one one of the pieces is that you always like to see if somebody's create created it. How many have they backed? So you've been familiar with Kickstarter in the past, because look, so Blossom Children's Media has backed, a, a, you know, over ten of them so far. So what was the decision that was made to say? Because Blossom Shop, you didn't do that as a Kickstarter, did you? No, right. No. So what? What? So what was the decision that you made as a as a team as a group to say? Let's let's, let's do Kickstarter with this one.
2: Yeah. So well, we like to look at our um, following and the people that um, we serve, the children and families, as our Blossom family. So we look at ourselves as one big family. And we really wanted, especially since we're creating content for these people, for them to be a part of it. And I think Kickstarter presents a really unique way to involve your followers in what you're creating. And what we've learned too is that kids really like to be a part of the creative process. And it would be, it's really cool for a kid to actually have the opportunity to have on their shelves, a book that they were a part of making. Um, Carolyn, I don't know if you had any more about why we chose Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, that's really the, the main reason why we chose to use Kickstarter for this book. Um, we want children and families to feel that they're, a part of this book, this story, and um, but like Kevin said, that is a pretty unique opportunity. You're going to be helping us bring the story to life, and um, and once the book is published, we'll also have lots of opportunities for our kids to continue being involved with the story, too.
0: Okay, so I have um and I, we talked before we went on the air um i had my 6 year old she had, she wanted to ask a couple questions about the book before we start so <laughs> i'm going to pull up i'm going to pull up her questions you got it so uh, for the sake of editing she asked the second question too fast so i have the, both questions They're right after one after another so all right so here's here's our, here's our guest interviewer uh, elizabeth okay my name's elizabeth smith and i'm six and I have two questions about the book you're making. So my first question is, why did the bookshelf want to have a story? And my next question is, why did the bookshelf have a face? Thank you. All right, oh, those, yeah. are <laughs> two, oh, those are- so two, two, two real hard-hitting questions there. Those so, are actually-
1: yeah. i got to <laughs> answer those. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those are some good questions. Yeah. And your daughter is so sweet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, so the first
2: one, why does Bibli want to have a story? So um, to answer her question a little bit, I, I think I went into it a little bit before, but um, I think a lot of us can relate to the idea of Bibli um, he was he's in the library. He's surrounded by lots and lots of stories and more than that he holds a lot of stories and every day he listens to story time in the children's section, but yeah, he's never heard a story about someone like him and even for a bookshelf, it's it makes you um, feel forgotten and alone and it's important for all of us to feel like our story is being told somewhere out there even if it's by, our, by you know ourselves, so um, that's a big reason why Bibli wants a story about someone like him. <laughs> Caroline, did you want to answer why Bibli?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I have the hardest question. <laughs> 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 yeah, well Bibli has a face, um, Elizabeth, because he is a magical Talking bookshelves. And in fact, when the book comes comes out, you'll see that Bibley resides in a magical library. So all of the bookshelves in the library have faces and they all have unique personalities of their own.
0: Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah, so those those are some, yeah, some, like I said, those are some hard hitting questions that they just threw <laughs> it at you.
1: <laughs> I think your daughter's gonna be carrying on.
0: So So, so. So, let's go through the uh, let's go through. What can people expect from from the Kickstarter? Do you want to kind of go through the um, the the pledge levels?
1: Okay, sure. Carolyn, did you want to go through the first few? Sure. Um, yeah, so we have, um, so I guess, so for some people who might be new to using Kickstarter, um, you can pledge to our campaign. And each pledge, when you pledge a certain amount, you'll get um, a certain collection of rewards. And so the very first, well, you can pledge any amount without a reward. But the very first pledge level that we've designed, it's, um, it's $5.00 and it includes we'll add your name to the friendly bookshelf website as a token oh. of gratitude and commemorate your taking part in this story and then you'll also receive the friendly bookshelf exclusive kickstarter calling packet pdf straight to your computer wow. And our head administrator. We haven't spoken about her yet. Um, Daniela Perez de Um, she's currently designing right now, and this is something you can only get by clutching to our Kickstarter. Okay. And, and then, and oh, oh,
2: oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say it's um. They kind of build upon each other, so slowly you'll get more and more rewards. Um. So um. Uh, at certain levels, you'll get the hardcover hard cover copy of the book or just the ebook. Some you'll see you um, once you reach a certain pledge level, you'll get a signed hardcover copy. And then um, additionally, you can receive bookmarks, special to friendly bookshelf bookmarks, personalized notes from Bibli and Cassie. Um, and uh, other words, which is, um, this is something that's really important to us is when you pre-order certain um, tiers, On Kickstarter, we are able to donate copies of the book to libraries, whether they're school or public libraries across America. And it's really important to us to get the story about a bookshelf on bookshelves all over. So um, that's a really cool pledge tier.
0: Okay. All right. And so you have on here. So yeah. So like I said, like here on the the Always Be Your Shelf Bundle Deluxe, Mm -hmm. that's where you have and so and as you're saying Caroline they, they they kind of add up to each other they they kind of build on top of each other each each pledge level. Yeah,
2: each each time you increase your pledge level, you receive more. Um, but beyond these, so even if you select like the Always Be Your Shelf bundle, we also have a lot of add-ons. Some of them are in other tiers, like the bookmarks. Some of them are actually the um, from our previous brand, The Blossom Shop. So like if you want The Blossom Shop book or ebook, you can add that on for a discounted price. We also have the dress-up costumes. Um, so we have a lot of cool add-ons and we also have some stretch goals if you wanted to go through those mm-hmm. as well, which, um, um, we might be working on based on feedback that we're receiving because everybody wants, um, this plushie right here. I don't know if you can see it, but it's the Biblia plushie.
1: <laughs> so
0: right there,
1: yeah, yeah, a little boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so. So, talk so 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 each pledge. So, you have that where you'd have the 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 bundle, it's and then you have the best best bookshelf friends forever bundle. Okay, so that's five. Okay, okay, class visit bundle. Okay, so as you say, it kind of adds on to yeah, to and the library you know, visit.
1: yeah, and you'll get multiple um copies of the book, okay.
2: and yeah, yeah, and we um. We really feel, so this book was developed with an educational consultant. So it's uh, the social emotional learning component is really um, big in this book. We really wanted to assure that it met its mission of what we wanted to achieve with kids and helping them develop those skills like self-confidence, friendship, And so um, this story is one, um, like you mentioned before, there's a class visit and a library visit bundle. And so we really want to welcome schools and libraries to bring this story into their classrooms. And those bundles actually include um, a virtual visit with us. So we would come as the authors, read the story. We will also have a little Bibli theme song and we'll do some activities that help kids foster those skills. Mm.
0: Now, the- So Blossom Shop, did you have an educational consultant on that? Or is this was something that you did your, you did for this book only?
1: Yeah, we did have some assistance, but not at the, when we wrote the story. So that's something that's, that's unique to the friendly bookshelf. We've been working with Dr. Laura Zimmerman who's on your screen right now um, while creating the manuscript. So it's, um, it's pretty special and we we hope people will be ex- as excited to read a story that has um, this type of research as at its heart as we are yeah.
0: and so how did you so I'm just kind of curious about you know you know someone who also has a sibling not a twin but you know so, so how did so how does how does that work with yes yeah, for the two of you what the dynamics work I mean being being sisters and is there is there some sort of like Venn diagram where you kind of both share some responsibilities, but you both have your own separate things where you don't you let the other person do? How does that work?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, when Caroline was here, we usually work in the same room, but it's usually pretty quiet because we're off doing our own things. Um, and yeah, they usually say, oh, don't work with your family. But Carolyn and I obviously <laughs> we're very close, considering that we could even be roommates at school. Mm-hmm. So um, we really enjoy working together. And um, so yeah, we, we have our desk side by side. Right now we're working virtually. So that's something new for us that we're kind of learning. But um, yeah, we work really well together. And, and we do delegate tasks. So like, oh, she was mentioning before, you know, when you're doing entrepreneurial things, you mm-hmm. have to do everything all by yourself. And so we do like to do um, both things at the same time. We're learning, like, maybe you should do the social media today and I'll work on the story. But um, yeah, usually when it comes to the story, though, we do develop it together and then um, sometimes we'll trade off writing and editing it
0: and then okay. go there. is there. Was there ever a uh so when you wrote that your second, did you do anything different compared to your, your first manuscript of, of the Blossom Shop as compared to the Friendly Bookshelf? Was there a lessons learned that you said, all right, next time we let's make sure we do it like this or how'd that work?
1: Yeah. Well, we learned so much um, from publishing the Blossom Shop and um, we're very lucky because while we, while we said we do a lot of stuff on our own, we're also very fortunate to have, a team, a very experienced team who really taught us what we know and what we've been able to apply to The Friendly Bookshelf. Um, And so I think it's hard to say just one thing because there's so much that we've learned from the last experience, but really setting out um, the timeline way in advance. I think Mm -hmm. as someone you must know as well, publishing, you have to be very organized. (laughs) (laughs) there's so much that goes into one book you don't really think about it when you're picking up a book in a bookshop but there's so much um, that goes into that book Mm -hmm. and yeah and and Catherine, yeah I know (laughs) it was um, we we talk about it all the time our first experience with the book. It was funny because we were doing that while we were still in school, <laughs> and it's it's hard for us to believe now that we were able to do somehow do that. But I think it comes down to the team that we were able to assemble. You
0: know, we we'll have you know we when we have some you know children's book authors or authors listening to this who who are struggling to say to try to find an illustrator, how did you two find your illustrators to do your books? How did, what was that process like?
2: Yeah, that was definitely one of the most daunting parts of the process, because when it comes to especially children's books, the illustrations are really the most important part, because that's what the kid sees, Um, that's what draws them towards the story, and so making sure they're high quality, but also, you know, as, um, you know, budget friendly to an independent publisher, um, so we actually were really, uh, we really put a lot of effort into this. It's not an easy thing to do. Our first illustrator who's amazing and she's really got on to do such wonderful things. Joni Stone, um, uh, we found her through Instagram. So <laughs> yeah, I think we were using like a hashtag kid lit art or something like that. You can use hashtags like that to find really amazing artists. Um, and then, uh, Danny, uh, Caroline actually found her. So. Um, did you want to go into how you
1: found her, Kim? Yeah, yeah. Um, while it's difficult, like Catherine said, definitely for all those people looking to find an illustrator for their book, don't give up. Um, for the next, for the friendly bookshelf, we decided to try a different way of finding an illustrator and it was through, actually through Upwork. So oh, okay. yeah, and so don't, there's so many different places you can look for illustrators and um, and I think what's also important um, when finding an illustrator is not only who has an illustration style that you're looking for, but also someone who you just mesh well with. Um, we're very we're very fortunate with both of our illustrators, and we can't say that enough. They're both amazing people. Um, but also, we could say an idea, and they're like, "Oh, I I get that." Like, and with Danny, um, she really resonates. Of the story really resonated with her, and it was so funny when she sent us the sample art. We were like, "How did you draw this? Like, this is exactly how we envisioned Bibbly." So, so I think those are two important things to keep in mind.
2: Well, th- yeah, that's an important um, point Caroline brought up, which is we definitely recommend um, doing the sample test because an illustrator can obviously so many are so talented. But when you're writing your own story, like Caroline was mentioning, you have such a specific vision. And so when we were able to do the sample test, we were able to see, oh, my gosh, this person is able to bring to life exactly what we see in our own minds. And I think that's so important for storytellers to have that person on your team.
0: And do you have, because Blossom, Blossom Children's Media is a mission driven organization, do you actually, when it comes to finding people to be on your team or do that, do you have like these non-starters by saying, this is what we believe in, this is what we want? So do you want to make sure you try to find team members and also illustrators that, that also share that same vision
2: yeah so since we we definitely do since we um care to kids all around the world it's been really cool to see it grow over the um past few years we we make sure that all our teams are um have people located all over in different countries like daniela is that is from mexico but she lives in spain now and um one of our musicians is in south africa who helps us create the music and so um yeah, it's re- it's really cool because it adds a, a multicultural perspective and brings that to the story. Um, for instance, um, or Illustrator, Danny, the architecture she made and it'll be seen in the book um, of the outside of the library. It has a very unique feel to it. Her, her grandpa is an architect, so he was able to draw that up. And, um, yeah, we make sure that when people um, are working on our projects, that the mission of making these stories to promote togetherness and empathy, they have that there. And that's portrayed through not only our words and the editing, but through the illustrations. So um, in the illustrations in the book, kids will be able to pinpoint little things of others acting in kindness that might not be shown through the text. So we always make sure to have our, make sure our team is aligned with those, um, that mission.
0: In, in, in the educational resources perspective of that if uh, uh what advice would you give for children's book authors to um uh, to say that you know obviously when you tell when you do a children especially a picture book at a certain age you have to make sure there's you know there's a lesson involved so that is there what advice would you give to an author a children's book author who wants to also make sure there's that there's uh, some partnering um, educational resources with that. What advice would you give them?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great point. I think um, because children's media um, in every format, you need that educational component. Um, so I, I think I think it's important to really focus on the story first. I think. For Kath, Kath, and I, believe that the best stories, the moral or the messages, could come from the story, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to write about that message, the story, it's not gonna, it's not gonna get to the point you want it to. And the story is what gets the children to read the book, and to, it. The story, I guess, is a, a device, like it's a way you convey these messages to children. And so with with the friendly bookshelf, we wrote the manuscript first and we were pretty far along to, uh, along within the story before we brought Laura on. And so at that point, what Laura was doing was analyzing the manuscript and ensuring that it was conveying those messages. And I think that was really helpful for us because it was about the story first and then we we were just ensuring that um it, it met the goals that we hoped it would um and and just i i want to make a note we were fortunate to, enough to meet laura through um we kath and i were part of the children's media associations as the um we were brought on to create one of their mentorship pro- a mentorship program for them and um we met laura through that organization so i think as children's authors, although it can be difficult because writers and artists are naturally um, sometimes, not everyone I am, (laughs) not always as social um, and networking is harder. But I think that's one of the most important things is to build your network and find the people who you connect (laughs) with and who will believe in your story and wanna work together with you.
0: Now, do you have, this is, uh, this is, uh, I think it's a fun question. Um, So I love that the the, the idea of like, you know, like shared worlds or like, you know, kind of like, is there like a, you know, like is the friendly bookshelf is a part of the blossom verse is like, is there, is there any like little Easter eggs that, you know, that you, that people that read the blossom shop, do you have something in the background, like maybe a book spine or something that, people are gonna recognize it all.
2: Yeah, that's actually really funny because until you mentioned that I forgot, but um, uh, Danny, our illustrator was really cute and clever in how she incorporated a few Easter eggs. So um, like in one part and readers can kind of try to spot these, but in one part you can actually see the full uh, front cover of the blossom shop and then, in one portion of the book, you'll be able to see a flower that resembles the flower at the end of that book somewhere in the library. So there are little things like that um, from our other brand, um, which kids will have fun looking out for.
0: And do you have? I'm. I think it's a safe assumption that this isn't going to be. You're going to be making more books, right? So is oh. there? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. Um, we definitely plan to. We have a whole list on because we have a shared um, drive and we have this huge list, and we don't even know how we're going to do it. But we kind of know which ones we want to do next. But um, this, yeah, this is the, the one we want to focus on right now, though. Um, just because we feel, you know, it's so um, unique in terms of the bookshelf and how we can, we really want to try to get this character in as many schools and libraries as we can. Um, and then also with the Blossom Shop too, we want to keep fostering that story and seeing what, what we can go, where we can go from there. Like Caroline mentioned, we we really want to pitch our stories as TV shows. Um, that's kind of the the dream with our business is to see them translated onto television and maybe movie screens. Um, so the multimedia approach.
0: And do you see? And this is always like this. You know, the, the certain authors will kind of like stick to a a generation and then kind of evolve with that generation of readers where others want to just stick to a certain age bracket. Is there any thoughts of um, as the people that read the blossom shop, you you know, a few years ago and kind of getting a little bit older um, is there any, is there any thoughts of, is there any thoughts of, of, you know, the the blossom children's media making like young, you like, you know, um, you know, teen, you know, a young adult, but like something like, graphic novel type stuff or is this um, is you feel pretty confident in in like the 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 picture book side of things.
1: Yeah, well um we we plan for blossom to stay focused on picture books so that younger age category though we we kind of write our picture books so they can be enjoyed by people of all ages. Yeah. Yeah. But but we Kath and I love to write and it's our dream to maybe one day branch out into other areas but we will stay focused on picture books
0: yeah, it's amazing like yeah so you know just also for forever you have you have a, a great YouTube channel as well uh, where you have your your videos.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's we always get sometimes a little shy when <laughs> <laughs> we bring them up, but yeah, we, we it's our copy and poetry YouTube channel.
0: And I said, so, and also too, I see that you get you have you have a TikTok channel. You have
1: oh, that's in the works. That's in the works.
2: <laughs> I. I <laughs> yeah so the youtube channel and that's something like you mentioned before something you want to do but you might not have enough time for that's a very time consuming thing some of those videos would take us a whole week to shoot and then beyond that we'd have to edit it and that didn't even involve the recording and the writing and the composing of the songs which we found was our most popular um thing that we provided to families and so we really um like we mentioned before, we're going to be making a song for Bibli, and we really want to um, now with this new brand, as we release it, put a lot of time into um, those videos, little music videos, songs for this story and um, and promoting the messages of the story through song and dance for kids to um, move along to and have fun with.
0: Right. And yeah, to to be yourself.
2: Right?
0: To be
2: because your show, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it. One of the songs.
0: <laughs> so this is great. So I gotta, I gotta say, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited to. Uh, and, you know, my daughters are really excited to, to read this book. Um, and, and I, as I say, I think it's you're, you're well on your way. So you got, you got three weeks left, and you're already what, well over what, seventy percent right now.
2: Yeah, I think we're oh I think we might be 76 now so we were we were really surprised because last week we were very nervous because just a few days ago we were at 4,000 something and we're like oh my gosh we still have halfway to go and then over the weekend we're like oh we might make it (laughs) 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 experience but um I think it's a really cool one to have for creators and so we're definitely happy that we're doing this and um, just like we said before, to be able to be doing it with the people we create these stories for is going to be something that we always remember and will always make this story really special to us.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is so, 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 yeah, please, yeah. So make sure, too, is like, we'll, you know, we're, we're going to follow along with you on this as well over the next three weeks. Uh, and, uh, and and as I say, I think this is great messaging. As I say, someone with two daughters, I love the idea of of the messages behind your books, which is about you know inclusiveness and and creating this. giving people that confidence and, and leadership skills is incredibly important. You don't see that. You don't see that a lot in in, in books and and the supporting educational materials and resources. I, th- I mean, the two of you have have and and you can feel you can see the uh, uh the passion and compassion and the professionalism of all the work that you do it's um it's inspiring um as a as i say as a as a as a parent of, of daughters too to uh to be a part of this so
1: yeah. i can't tell you how much that means to me and i'm sure to Kevin as well to hear that and yeah we really feel very lucky to be able to create this content and we know how important stories can be in the life of a child, as well as the parents. Because for Catherine and I, like Catherine said, our one of the best times of the day was connecting with our mom through stories. So we really want to, um, I, I guess, really make the best make the best stories possible, because we know it's it, they're important and. <laughs> we want to serve children the best we can mm. yeah so thank you <laughs> that really means a lot to us yeah.
0: so 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 yeah so you have so where can people where can people find you if they want to learn more about your works
2: um, so yeah there, there are a few places where people can find us so the main one that houses all of our brands is blossomchildrensmedia.com and on there on the stories tab you can directly go to um on stories If you click on the blossom shop that'll take you to the blossom shop website where you can interact with that brand or you can click on the friendly bookshelf and be taken to the friendly bookshelf website to interact with that brand which obviously is in the early stages but as that develops that's where um you'll be able to pre-order the friendly bookshelf once it's off kickstarter and um the release date is november so you, if you pre-order it, you'll get it right, um, you know, when it's released at the end of November, beginning of December. Um, and then also, as you mentioned, a big thing for us is the educational resources. So we'll be building the educational resources for the Friendly Bookshelf, encouraging kids to learn through play uh, with Bibli and Cassie, and then also, you know, other things like the music, community experiences. And right now, actually, um like we mentioned before, kids can take part in the Everyone Has a Story campaign. Any kid that wants to share their story, all stories, once they're submitted to us, get put on Bibli's virtual shelves for other kids to read and um, connect with. And then um, we're also preparing to roll out um, a little activity called Meet My Bookshelf. So kids will, will provide kids with a free printable where it will have little features like Eyes, mouths, noses, and they can decorate their own bookshelves and name them. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited to see pictures of all the bookshelves kids create.
0: Wow. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. This has been uh, this has been fantastic. I, it was a it was a it was a pleasure to to chat with both of you, and and as I say, I. I, I, I it, I'm very excited to to uh, to read the friendly bookshelf to my to my little girls. So thank you very much.
2: Well we hope we answered their questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a pleasure to be on your show and to meet you and your beautiful family. And we're excited for you all to um, read the story. We hope it helps create beautiful memories for you guys at bedtime. So
0: Thank you. Yeah, especially now, that now now I'm half expecting to see, yeah, um, you know, googly eyes and, and, and cut out eyeballs and stuff on all the book now. Oh I'm sorry, real quick. Did you want to come say hi? All right. She wanted to say hi. And let me plug in the speaker for her. Oh,
1: hi. <laughs> hi. 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 We loved your questions. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are great questions. Are you gonna be a radio host? <laughs> did you have any more
2: hard-hitting questions? You can ask Bibli, he's here. So
0: <laughs> did you have any other questions for them? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you have another question? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So what so what did Bibli's story what did Bibli want his story to to be?
2: What did he want it to be? That's a great question. Um so he didn't really know what he wanted it to be and sometimes we don't know exactly what our story's gonna be. But actually, just through being himself, or as Wibu likes to say, being himself, he was able to find what his story was, and that was being a friend to everyone, which I think is always a great story to have. So, and I'm sure you're a great friend. You seem so sweet.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, Caroline, did
2: you have anything on that question?
1: No, I think that was a great answer, Catherine. And yeah, and I don't think I can add anything. <laughs>
0: Uh, do you want to say hi too sorry they're getting ready for bed here come say hi come here she's shy yeah Yeah. all right daddy's gonna finish his interview then do you want to come say hi before we finish no (laughs) shy she's four so that's different she's not six big sister here come say hi you're gonna say hi or not? <laughs> All right, say hi.
1: Well, hi. There
0: you go. There you go. There, say hi.
1: We have two little stars. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, we have we're sisters and you two are sisters.
0: Yeah. yeah. Are you guys gonna write books just like the just, just like them when you get older? Yeah.
1: yeah. Brother, and that's eight months old.
0: Yes, a little brother. Oh
1: yeah. so maybe
2: you can write a story about having a little brother. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Dad's gonna finish up. Good night girls. I'll be at the tuck one in, in a little bit. All right. There we go. Yes. Okay. Good. All right, that was all right Right down the timestamp here. Another thing to edit out.
2: <laughs> she's really good at answering questions or yeah. asking.
0: Questions.
1: <laughs> she's a natural. Yeah, she she's very well spoken and and very thoughtful questions.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's yeah she yeah she yeah she's a she's good. Yeah, yeah. We. She keeps me on my toes. She's at the age of like, always asking different things. Like yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was something where it said like you should you should ask uh, I can't remember what it was it was um, something to do with uh, you might know this like there's you got to say why five times not like why isn't it but just just ask a follow up question to kind of get to something but um, mm-hmm. she learned that I think in her life or her library teacher taught her that or something there's like a li- she took a library class or something they taught um, her that yeah. oh wow um, yeah okay. <laughs> That was, that, that,
1: was, that was Catherine when she was little. She oh, yeah.
2: asked, why was why was the only question I asked? My mom remembers I went next door to our neighbor's house to see the little girl, and I just kept asking why, 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 why? And she was like, yes asked my mom, she's like, Can you take her home?
0: <laughs> so my mom can relate to you. <laughs> exactly. So we had so So I guess my, so so that follow-up piece is that